Galacticus withdrawn lifestyle as well as the reclusive antics of the feral child, Queenie Athena. Hamish Scott, who is a year old boy, delivered groceries to their home. I rest my case. Free at last, free a wolf pack press questions, free the fuzz. Nose long neighbours whenever gie a fuck and all the bloody rest. Mither and daughter on the road to Aphrodite's gaff. Queenie's up front wee a chirrupin' ma, wondering what happened to my da and I've never travelled in a truck and Hamish, oh Hamish, my dear, you've disappeared like the foolin' King Lear. The red chair bops a boot in the back and driving we uncanny knack, ma, I sports the cowboy hat. I strives to irritate reciting spiky Milligan again and again again. Ahoy, at last, Aphrodite's gaff. Twa gloomy yews beckon us through large wrought iron gates we pass. Forged there, a tongue stuck oot eight armed goddess, festooned we bloodied skull and shining blade, Kali, <gasps> creator of time and change. Brisk trees skirt the perimeter fence, chamomile lawns poked we fanciful throngs, a hedge and bush, wide sandy drive to queen beehive, Aphrodite's hoose, circular, a tatlin tower, humming we paranormal potency, quintessence so anti-Aphrodite. I observes, ruined windies, ruined front door, siller stag heeds, for a knocker, door groans kindly as I enter. Flag, stone, floor, gem thread rug, Persian made, chandelier blown vermilion kisses, windy, vast, coloured glass, wolf, eagle, wildcat, oak, walnut, pewter, goad, indubitably uplifting of souls, staircase, spiralling, Bookcases brimming, volumes on enlightenment, constructivism, arts and crafts, function, beauty, the Bauhaus, ancient erotica. At the tap, my pad, the lighthouse, windy's near 360 degree, observation tower, oh, liberté. Emerald loch, oh, infamous water beast, stretching out, wild meadow about. Queenie put the red chair at balcony door. What vantage? The red chair befits Aphrodite's gaff. Surpass all oh, instruments of Seton. Comfort exceeded. How pleasing. Wiry frame of mine fit the chair just fine. Red back gi support robust. Arms hood keen cushion. Soft enough, gentle stir o ebony, lull and hush, a poma flesh, sonsy velvet nesh to touch, and queenie stroke the swag as a body wad. Free the red chair, I relish cerulean hills, emerald loch, I sups upon ancient pine forest, peat fires smoking, curly tendrils upward skewed into indigo sky, gravid we starns a skinkling. Fray the red chair, some black nights, I spies alien worlds strawn, far off galaxies. 
Queenie's glass lightus gyrating red satellite o' the universe, cushioned by a milky way, deep blue-black and sugary. Mr. Godwin Moyer Williamson Caractacus is a happy man. Queenie's forever sitting on his knee, you see. Swaddled fella kens a heel heap about her studies, struggles, feet. Queenie, her eccentric mind, content. Ugh, it's precious a yont measure, a yont onything he could ever have kent. Thank foo he be, for every day he bides and by red velvet bonds, trulins. Godwin is not fettered, but liberated by non silky fronds. No human word does pass stuffin' wadged gums mere, just cheer vernacular. Springy groans, creaks, woody huffs, velvety puffs. Godwin bides true to his word, duty bund be he to cherish, honour, love, Queenie. Now, Humour me a bit. Do you think Godwin is deserving? Considering his wretched past, does he merit such pleasurable bond with his offspring? Is he Trulin's worthy of this special reunion? These queries I will leave with you, for it's not my position to judge, nor my aim to confuse. There once was an obscene fat fella, was giz look it like a marshmallow, his belly ballooned and his feet were marooned at the end of plump legs that were yellow. Journal. Chill end or autumn. Through the steps of hame, a waves farewell to mam. Mam's squeezed and by local cab, off on the ruined world honeymoon trip, money year are due, not as bride but as widow. Wheels of the cab turn, sudden in a flap. Streaning through glass, she yap. I abandon ye, Queenie Carp, you'll be late. And the cab vanish silently through Carly Gate and the skulls. Ma is aff. Good, I laugh. There once was a skelfy old wifey, whose life was all trouble and strifey, be never so thin she fought into the bin and was stinking and rancid for lifey. I, Queenie, is taking steaming tea, a crumpet with buttery honey, a good book up the windy stair to my lightus and the red chair. I, Sitton's Dune. An errant preen mayhap? The chair is very old. I remarks the cloth once so fine to touch is uncoo rough and cold. I thinks curious. Ach, it's wrong. Saggy, lumpy, awful and comfy. Worse. Not customary. Look, yous, this chair is drab, thon pins are dull, the ebony utterly dismal, phoenixes 
vulgar, unnobler than chawed chicken legs, amorphous, gruggous, soiled. The chair is barely even red. It pongs something rank, not vanilla. It stank. I thinks it's gone off. Howsomever, it'd be a very perfect day for a bonfire. Hear this, Queenie Neymar had need for the chair. See, upon the night afore, Godwin Caractacus, his light put noot, depare to do world for ever mere, his outlandish life and existence extinguished. Anyways, what godly use is a shabby old chair? Use. Have any of you's knowledge on how to take a thing apart? I? Should yous have undertook such enterprise as that, we hands, yous will concur it becomes very clear just how well macket an object is when it's deconstructed. You gets an inkling of the method of its fabrication, and that can be extreme tender, for by and by as on earth the endeavour it took to putting it together, the pleasure that was had in its making, that lies concealed in its innards with the secrets of its creator. The giddy drap through the lighthouse is punishing. The best way to be rid of a large, unwanted thing. I shoves the chair or the edge afore an uncou crunch as it smushed to scrubby ground. What a ragged sitting machine, the worst in my life I ever did seen. I harls the chair atop a wooden ramp, a bobbing boat glugs in the water at the bank. I take up the axe, thwack, wallop, strike an ebony phoenix. The chair crumple, good kindling. I rip until the chair's a red trunk. I saws a knot, smush a joint. I hack the chair asunder till it be hewn and cut, good and goodly, proper. Free deep within the chairs in timmers, I excavate a ginormous pair of baggy and very well-worn knickers, underpants. So vast are they, so expansively spread out, they might be a sail on a small boat. Da-da-doo-doo, knicker-knacker-noo-noo, panty-panty-poo-poo, winds, cacks, winds, smalls, big as a meeting hall. What on earth is the significance of the pants? I harls the boat atop the mud, and by the rounded belly I builds a tidy pyre, I stuffs the gaps with dried leaves and such. I hoist cut phoenix, I douk, shred a silk swag in paraffin, I wrap steepit rag a ruined bird's crown. I strike the match, we phoenix fiery bright, I settens the chair alight. And amid the roar, the chairs of fire, a viking at war, roused to some cliche and beast the infernal speak heavenward, spewful, slurping, teemo and holy flame, orange, yellowy, redochy, defiant some gloryful rioty. A flag of fantastic knickers I thrusts deep into the heart of the gleed, running full pelt and speed I pushes the boat blazing of pot into the icy green. I sittens upo the ramp, a sillery moon ogling me, the splendid Y fronts a flochterin' in the breeze. The knickers 
burst ablaze, O bellicose beastie dragon. I thinks, however could a shabby some cheer mak such a Trulin's magnificent bonfire? I says Ludut, ancestry, strength in grain in the making, ancestry is the key. The loch tugs my feet, girdled by thon wild meadow, the gloomin's a roman, crows gathering, pines benevolent ogres, the bonfire, flaming a radiant veil, skimmering on the water off the Valhalla. I can hear the pipes, yet nobody's playing. Journal, writ some years since. Several weeks after the bonfire, early one morning cracking midwinter, I went for a tramp round the emerald loch. In the chill air my breath was rude, lichen and moss crunched. On my back a knapsack in which was a delightsome picnic, a flask of good brewed coffee. Was it not in my jeans? Some miles after, I plonked myself down at the edge of the frozen water, Glacial sun, warming magiz, trees, powdery white, green loch, mirror ice, birds, skating, pecking, Aphrodite's gaff, proud, strange, far across its gelt expanse. Oh, stillness, my land about me, my hot coffee, scalding within me, this winter day quite ordinary. And then, just as I was tucking into my luncheon, I did seen something. Something I knew to be deed, something to which I had already bidden fair wheel that chittered my soul. I seen a ghost. I, through the naked throng of trees, I spied it. I greatly put into my luncheon. My hands trembled, I remember. I wanted to run, run to the wee shack in the white mountains far from here and safe. What I seen was not a remnant of autumnal red, berry or winter breast, instead an assault on the pallor of the land, an affront of red, a go of red, a rape of red, as outlandish as a fat man. And as uncourer as it was this slash of scarlet that shattered the land, rove my heart, to me, Queen Athena, it was most commonplace, holy ordinar. I was horrendously aware of my aloneness, of the echo of my fear rebounding off pine, ice, hill. Would the wolves sniff mute? Would the water monster? My heart thumped like some unnatural percussion pounding through the mountain's bowels. I have a memory of watching myself. I got an up to get in a closer look. Twigs snapped, 
and then I did see the whole of it, the ghost, and its remarkable cut. Oh, Trulin's was a work of great making. I watched the ghost, sitting gamely on glittering rocks of ice, the red chair, unmatched in beauty, unrivaled in its aptitude to bewitch, the chair I had split asunder just weeks hence be mine own hands, the chair I had watched burn, my chair, my dad's chair, no stranger to the landscape but part of it, hewn, stitched, forged free nature herself, scarlet, plump, brazen, the scent of vanilla o'erwhelming. In the still, I could not breathe. Down, down until the black I went it. How long I stayed? I. And when I coming back, when I reek at the crystal arctic air once more, I breathe in as if it was my first breath, free the pit of my gut I howled like a bamanget wolf. And when I was done, I wipe my nose on my sleeve, I remember. I look it at the chair, directly. There was no union atween us mere, and I was not afraid. I had laughter thin me some part, and I let it out like a caged beast, bound and free. The chair was not mine. I did not want it. Risen it was, free flames, as was a phoenix habit, come again for some other body to encounter, for some other body to endure, for some other body to love. What time passed, I know not. My hands quite blue, I mark it for him. The birds were roosting, I remember. It would be getting dark soon. I was looking forward to reaching my lighthouse, to gain him, to starting again. To my da, we love. Queenie Athena. <laughs>